If you have any travel coming up in the next few months, if you're stuck inside because of the weather, if you like taking long walks, if you like to go to bed listening to something, today's episode is for you. I'm going to share with you 10 guitar slash music related podcasts that'll help you get through the long, cold, lonely winter. This is episode 260 of Acoustic Tuesday, a show packed full of fun and inspiration designed to help you get more progress, fulfillment, and joy from your guitar journey. Throughout today's episode, I'll be keeping you in the loop with some acoustic news you can use, which includes a rattlesnake and a game-changing quote. You're also going to see a guitar snow from Acoustic Tuesday viewer Terry, who has a hell of a story. Seriously, you're not going to want to miss it. But first, let's dive into these 10 guitar slash music podcasts that will help you stay inspired, discover new music, and give you a glimpse into some interesting musical history. Coming in at number 10 is more than one podcast. So what are you talking about? Coming in at number 10 is the Fretboard Journal family of podcasts. There are truly so many. You've got Luthier on Luthier, the Fretboard Journal podcast, Acoustic Voices, which is not currently updated, but there's some great episodes. You've got The Truth About Vintage Amps, one of their most popular podcasts. The Truth About Mixing and Recording, Sweep the Floor, uh, which is also not currently updated, but again, has some great episodes within it. Just to give you a glimpse of kind of the topics covered within these podcasts, the Fretboard Journal just released a video uh, with Bruce Foreman playing Barney Kessel's guitar. Some great insight and, again, a little glimpse into what's discussed on the Fretboard Journal family of podcasts. It's like a pit bull that lost every fight. He used to put it on this one of those, you know those little stands that, the wire stands that look like those old music stands. Remember we had those for guitars? He used to always carry that around and put his guitar on that. Well, once I'm sure he or somebody else got their foot caught in the cable and pulled it off. And so it just literally crushed the sides. I mean, he had to put in basically this reinforcement plate and the cracks go all the way around here. Now, these aren't in any particular order, although I am kind of doing a countdown. I'm not leading up to the best podcast. I think each and every one of these podcasts offers something unique. Now, that being the case, I have categorized these podcasts into interview-based podcasts, uh, information-based podcasts, musical stories, and um, podcasts in which you can discover new music. Uh, the next one on my list, number nine, is Wong Notes, hosted by Corey Wong, a fantastic guitar player who interviews other fantastic guitar players. Let's go ahead and listen to just an excerpt of an interview he did with Derek Trucks. I mean, it's kind of the best amp ever made, man. A super reverb is just hard to beat. It really is incredible. But yeah, I, I pretty much dime them, but I use the volume knob on my guitar. Yeah. Like, I, like I, you know, okay. it's, it's kind of no pedals going into it. And I want, when I amp the, the volume on the guitar, I want to get that compression. But the, the cleanness of a super, when you're on about three or four on your guitar and about seven-ish, eight-ish on your amp is a, is a pretty sweet sound. Number eight is the working songwriter hosted by Joe Pug. Joe Pug in and of himself is a great folk Americana artist, and he interviews other great folk slash Americana artists. He offers incredible insight in his interviews, and it's really done from the musician's point of view. 
musician to musician. Again, interesting perspective here. And just to give you a glimpse, here he is interviewing Lucinda Williams. He said it wasn't country enough. And you can see where this is going. Right. So, so Chapin said, well, you know, the uh, heck with that. I want it to be the first single because my fans love the song and I've been playing it a lot live in my shows. And so then they relented and they said, okay. And then it came out as a single and that's when it won the Grammy for country song of the year, which completely blew my mind. And I'm sure everybody else is on Music Row in Nashville. Coming in at number seven is the Americana podcast hosted by Robert Earl Keane. Another interesting perspective when it comes to interviewing other musicians. Robert Earl Keane is steeped in country folk and bluegrass tradition, so he brings that into his interviews. In fact, let's go ahead and listen to a quick little sample of Robert Earl Keane interviewing Billy Strings. The whole campground experience in the world of bluegrass, I think, is, is it, like you said, as much uh, as much a part of the you know great experience as as the stage experience is. It's just cool, you know. Yeah, man, for sure. I mean, that's how I cut my teeth and really got good. Is because I we'd play all night long until our fingers were done, you know. Right. And 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 everybody's just calling out tunes, and a lot of a lot of them you don't know, so you just got to hang on. And then it's like, okay, after doing that a couple times, now I know that tune. Next time somebody calls it, I got that. Number six is a podcast I have mentioned before on the Acoustic Tuesday show. It's entitled Thanks for Giving a Damn, hosted by Otis Gibbs, another fantastic performer and songwriter. This is where he does long-form interviews with some incredible names within music. This is an interview that I did with Reggie Young. Simply put, Reggie Young is one of the greatest guitar players of all time. He played on Drift Away by Dobie Gray, Son of a Preacher Man with Dusty Springfield, Good Time Charlie's Got the Blues, Danny O'Keefe, Sweet Caroline, Neil Diamond. In this interview, we talk about his recording sessions with Elvis in Memphis, where they recorded Suspicious Minds, In the Ghetto, Kentucky Rain, and a lot of other great stuff. Other than when we did it, I, I think uh, it's just Elvis and the acoustic guitar, and, and I was scared to death. <laughs> And because I, oh, I'm with Elvis, my goodness, you know, but then everything was overdubbed. Now, we're still in the category of interview podcasts. In fact, this is the last one within that category. It's entitled Walking the Floor, hosted by Chris Shiflett, a member of the Foo Fighters, amongst many other bands. Chris finds some fantastic musicians to interview. In fact, let's go ahead and listen to a sample of him interviewing the host of another podcast I just mentioned. Remember the Americana podcast hosted by Robert Earl Keane? Well, here's Chris Shiflett of the Walking the Floor podcast interviewing Robert Earl Keane. Like what, what is your actual, like, I'm going to sit down and write a song process? Well, I, I need a certain amount of solitude. So either I go out to the scriptorium or I got a, I got a music room in my house and I, you know, I, I sit there and I just, I really strum the guitar and I, you know, play a, you know, just kind of hum a melody and then um, somehow most of my songs are very visual. So I, I, I think in terms of like setting first and I just kind of create the setting, like you, we were talking about the song Marf on my mind and, and I've, I've been out to Marfa quite a bit. So if I were to write a song like that, I mean, you know, my thought would be just 
kind of strum something that kind of feels Marfa-esque, you know? If you like listening to real country music, this next podcast is for you. In fact, let me rephrase that. If you like discovering new real country music, this next podcast is for you. Coming in at number four is W.B. Walker's Old Soul Radio Show. Some great performances are included within this show, and he offers some great music commentary as well. Let's listen to a sample. This is Tyler Childers playing the song Trudy on his show. This is a Charlie Daniels cover, and this is the kind of stuff you can expect from this podcast. They won't let me out of this jail if she asks how I'm faring. Tell her I'm just about to lose my mind. Word about old W.B. Walker and the love I left behind. John Lee Walker was a card mechanic. These next three podcasts are story-based podcasts. The first two are going to be music history-based podcasts, and the final one will be a fictional story-based podcast. We'll get there, uh, but first, coming in at number three is Disgraceland. The reason I started listening to this podcast was solely based on the logo. It's a zombie Elvis. Uh, but Disgraceland is a podcast hosted by Jake Brennan. This is one of the best podcasts I have ever heard, period. It's educational, it's fun to listen to, and it gets in touch with the um, darker side of musical history, as this podcast trailer will indicate. The Eagles flying high on cocaine. Hank Williams kicked out of the Grand Ole Opry. Sublime inciting a riot. Juice World watched by the FBI. Miles Davis bloodied and blasting racism with bebop. The Temptations. Cocaine and Rhinestones is number two on my list. This podcast delves into the odd, twisted, and sometimes dark, oftentimes dark history of country music. Tyler does a ton of research within this show. In fact, I think these shows are some of the best researched shows out there, and I'm talking about all of the shows within Cocaine and Rhinestones. I'm not sure exactly how many there are, but each one is like a masterclass in history. He covers uh, Hank Williams, George Jones, and Tammy Wynette. He covers uh, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. These are just a few of the ones that, um, that he's done, and man, they are fun to listen to. You almost can't stop listening to them. Now, we're gonna listen to a quick sample. This is one where he discusses Ralph Mooney. 1956 is when I hear Ralph Mooney become Ralph Mooney on recordings. That may have happened earlier, but it does not matter. By 1957, we'd be talking about Moon even if he'd never touched a pedal steel guitar in his life. Because he wrote Crazy Arms. The song that single-handedly changed the sound of honky-tonk music. This final podcast is a fictional podcast, but it's one that I listened to when Emerson was very young. This podcast kept me company uh, through all of those late nights, and I kind of got enveloped within the story. The, the podcast is entitled Make It Up As We Go, and it's the story of a young budding songwriter moving to Nashville with nothing and then climbing her way up to the top and all of the different, different uh, uh, trials and tribulations that are involved within that. Here's the trailer for the podcast Make It Up As We Go. So the goal the podcast is to actually break a big old song. I mean, that's what I do every day. This is just another outlet for that. This is Charlotte Davis. Go to page nine. 
Episode four. Yeah, let's let's keep, keep the pace up, ready? Because I don't do co-writes, okay? And I sure as hell don't collaborate with industry hacks just trying to step on another neck to get another For God's dollar. sake, Davis, did you ever think you were the problem? Nashville is the problem. Then maybe you shouldn't be here. I do have a very quick honorable mentions category, uh, Songwriter Theory, which is a podcast hosted by Joseph Vidala. I have not listened to enough episodes to rate it by any means, but it seems like there's some great songwriting information contained within it. Uh, the Converse Cowboy, hosted by Mike Roberts. And this podcast is a pretty far-ranging podcast in terms of topics, but he has interviewed some great, great musicians, Coulter Wall, is the first one I think of there. Uh, one completely uh, outside of the music realm, but one that I thoroughly enjoy, uh, Spittin' Chicklets. It's a hockey podcast, a weekly hockey podcast, and one that I find severely entertaining. Um, if you like hockey, you gotta check it out. And then finally, I want to mention Acoustic Tuesday. Uh, Acoustic Tuesday is indeed a podcast as well. So if you ever find yourself traveling on the road and you can't watch it here on YouTube, um, go ahead and download the podcast. It's um, it'd be fun to uh, to speak in your ear. Boy, that sounds weird when I say it out loud. Anyways, uh, those are the honorable mentions. But now I want you to chime in. Uh, if you could let me know in the comments what your favorite guitar or music podcast is. If I missed any, uh, this would become a great resource for other fellow guitar geeks looking for guitar or music podcasts that they can listen to. All right, let's dive into your first dose of acoustic news you can use. And I got to tell you, uh, this first piece is, a, um, is one based on a recent purchase that I made. Rattlesnake Cables, based in Missoula, Montana. Let me tell you this. I dread buying cables. It's not fun. It's not exciting. They're not, they're not cool. This is black coils of wire with XLR ends or quarter-inch ends. Not fun. Not fun to buy guitar cables or microphone cables until I found Rattlesnake Cables. The quality is incredible. They offer this snake weave on the outside that makes the cables extremely durable and easy to wrap. And the connectors are also of high, high quality. Uh, really dig these cables. I ordered the snake head cables because I like to wrap my cable around my strap. But uh, the more I learn about this company, the more in love with this company I become. I ordered some patch cables, some instrument cables, and I'm actually gonna put in another order here for some mic cables shortly because they are that good. And they're fun, they come in different colors. It's just, it's just a great experience altogether. But I did find a video that kind of gives you some of the company story. So let's take a quick look at that right now. I didn't want to have just a printed out thank you on an invoice. It's important for me to like write it out, see the name. I recognize names over and over when people reorder. I think it just provides that connection. Connection for me to the customer and also a customer knows that it wasn't just some factory cranked out their cable, it's our team did it. So I think that's a, a human connection for the customer to just understand the business that they're supporting. I've got a new blues music announcement for you. Brothers in the Mud, a duo consisting of Tom Feldman and Noah Levy, Noah Levi. Nonetheless, this is a great blues duo, and for good reason. Tom Feldman is one of the leading blues music educators that exists 
in the world. If you haven't checked out his website, Play Country Blues, do yourself a favor. You will be very, very happy that you did so. But they just released a brand new tune entitled My Baby's Gone. Let's give it a listen. Yes, I loved you. I said I loved you. Tell me where can you be? Let's go ahead and set our eyes on an Acoustic Tuesday viewer's guitar signal. Terry Mutter from Seattle, Washington has a guitar signal he wants to share with you. But first, he's got a story that goes along with it that you need to hear. We'll get to the guitars in a moment, but first, here's what Terry has to say. I have to start with a big thank you to you, Tony, and the TAC community. As a recovering drummer, I switched to guitar when my kids were born so we could sing together. I learned half a dozen chords, and that was it for about 20 years. Then, March of 2019, we lost my mother-in-law, and six weeks later, my mom. Ten months later, we started providing hospice care for my dad. While on the night shift, I wrote a song for him while he slept. I had never written a song before. He passed almost one year to the day of my mom. Once he passed, I just kept writing. In January of 2021, COVID was raging and I was pretty down. There was just, there just seemed no end in sight. I watched one of your TAC videos and decided to sign up. I wanted to learn how to play a little fingerstyle and learn to use a pick. I started attending the virtual communities. I picked up an audio interface, which came with a free DAW, digital audio workstation, and I started experimenting with production of my songs. Brandon of the TAC community offered to help with production and mastering, and I now have released two EPs and have two albums in production. I am playing out in the real world now and have had the opportunity to perform a two-hour set of my originals at a venue. I can't wait for the new fretboard wizard to advance my skills further. All of this would never have happened without TAC. I am sure my story is not unique over the past few years. The ripples you have made in the pond spread further than I think you will ever know. Thank you. Wow, Terry, thank you so much. Um, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know if I really have to say anything other than good for you. Seriously, uh, good for you to um, take some of that emotion, the hurt, the loss, and to wrap it up into songwriting and expressing yourself that way and, and connecting with other people through doing that is downright incredible. Uh, thank you for being a member of the TAC family and thank you for uh, sharing your songs with the world. Uh, really, really awesome stuff. Uh, I do wanna share your guitar signal, but I did wanna uh, take a quick aside and just give some commentary on, on your story. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, on to the guitars. Back row, left to right. A 2021 Gretsch 9241 Alligator Resonator. A 2002 Larivé LO5E, his first real guitar. A 2021 Martin D41 Custom. I purchased this after listening to the story of your dad's Martin D45. After my parents passed, I wanted something to hold on to that I could express what I was feeling and pass along to my kids someday. 
My parents' initials are in the fretboard, and my mother-in-law's name was Rosemary. So there are roses in the bridge and lovely hummingbird in the headstock. The Martin Custom Shop was great to work with, and I got it in time to play a song I had written for my mother-in-law when we could gather to spread her ashes at sea. Next up, a 1967 Guild X-175, a 2022 Epiphone Hummingbird, a 2017 Cat Cigar Box 4-string, a 2005 Koaloha KCM-10 Koa Ukulele, and uh, he also says thanks again for all you and the TAC community do to the guitar geeks for the guitar geeks of the world. Um, he also notes that he got that Epiphone Hummingbird, which is his road trip guitar uh, slash camping guitar after a close call with the Martin. He doesn't go into details, but it's always scary when a guitar that you love so much gets put in any type of peril. Uh, again, thank you so much, Terry, for sharing your guitar arsenal with all of us. And if you're sitting at home thinking, I want to share my story on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. I want to share my guitar arsenal on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Please do so. There are two links in the description below. You can get yourself a guitar arsenal t-shirt, and then you can submit a picture of you in your guitar arsenal t-shirt amongst all of your guitars there, again, in the description below. So go ahead and click on that, and uh, I'll feature you on the show. Okay, uh, next up, speaking of the TAC family, let's see what they're working on this week. Every day within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, the TAC family does a daily challenge. On Mondays, they focus on technique, Tuesdays a guitar lick, Wednesdays improvisation, Thursdays rhythm guitar, and Fridays chord transitions. And since today is Tuesday, they are working on a guitar lick, and it's a rather Rocky-themed guitar lick. You'll see what I mean. Here's what they're working on. The guitar lick challenge that awaits you today is entitled Thunderlips. The theme within Tony's Acoustic Challenge is, yes, Rocky's opponents. So you've got Thunderlips, you've got Apollo Creed, you've got Clubber Lang. Yes, all of the challenges this week have something to do with Rocky and the folks that he fought within the boxing ring. Now, what does this have to do with music? Well, we're going to be in open detuning, and to me, open detuning is a knockout. You're welcome for the pun. Yes, we're going to be not only in open detuning, we're going to be combining open detuning with hammer-ons and pull-offs to bring out as much punch as we possibly can. Two puns. I am on fire today. Let me go ahead and play the lick for you so you can hear what it sounds like, and then I'm going to show it to you within a musical context so you can see how it could be used and how you could use it within your guitar playing session. Here's how it sounds. Yes, it has everything. It's got open detuning, it's got hammer-ons, it's got pull-offs, it's even got harmonics. So how the heck do you use this thing? Well, first, if you want to learn this note for note, TACFAM, all you have to do is log in. This is your challenge for today. Yes, it's Tuesday. Tuesday is Guitar Lick Challenge Day, so log in. This is awaiting you on your home screen. Just click Start Challenge, and that'll take you directly to the teaching video where I go over this note by note and discuss some of the nuances involved, and then you could advance to the play-along video, which you can choose a speed that's comfortable for you, and and don't forget to click that tab icon in the lower right-hand corner, and that will allow you to pull the tab up in a separate window. So you can kind of play the teaching video and then look at the tab and kind of have this, well, two-pronged approach to learning this particular lick. Now, speaking of this lick, how would you actually use it while playing? 
Well, for just the sake of demonstration, let's go ahead and remove the harmonics. The harmonics are wonderful and they work great in open D tuning, really in any open tuning, but the meat and potatoes of this lick has to do with that initial triplet and the hammer-ons and pull-offs that follow because you can actually use it to change to any chord. So for example, let me show you the first part of this lick as it changes to the four chord or the G chord within open D tuning. Here goes nothing. So that's just a wonderful way to accentuate a chord change, to, to play a lick into a chord change but it doesn't stop there. In fact, you can use this lick to change to any chord within open D. I'm gonna show you a few examples here. I'm gonna maintain a steady finger picking rhythm, use the lick, and then go to the new chord. From the new chord, I'll maintain a steady finger picking rhythm, use the lick, and go to a different chord. I think you'll start to see how useful this can be to not only be a really awesome guitar lick to play in and of itself, but to use it to accentuate chord changes. Here it goes. So yeah, this lick provides a wonderful way to accentuate chord changes. And the wonderful thing is, is you don't even have to play the entire lick. You can ditch the harmonic part. I chose to use it at the end because it's just a great way to end something in an open tuning. It brings in this wonderful, shimmery, brilliant quality, but by no means do you have to use the harmonic portion. You can use the front end of that lick and it is just as useful. Onto your second and final dose of acoustic news you can use. And I have to kick things off with a quote that smacked me upside the head. It will smack you upside the head and it has everything to do with your guitar routine, your guitar habit, if you will. It comes from James Clear, the author of the book, Atomic Habits. I highly recommend it, by the way. And the quote is this. When choosing a new habit, many people seem to ask themselves, what can I do on my best days? The trick is to ask, what can I stick to even on my worst days? Start small, master the art of showing up, scale up when you have the time, energy, and interest. Wow, does this apply to your guitar routine and the 10 minute rule that I always, always, always stress. Yes, if you wanna play guitar for an hour a day, please do it, but don't base your habit on playing guitar an hour a day. Set your sights on something small, just as James cites in this quote. Start with 10 minutes a day. Set your routine up around what you can do on your worst possible day. I know that sounds negative, but it's not because it sets you up for success. I've heard this time and time again from various folks that study habit, James Clear being one of them, BJ Fogg being another. Um, it's really, really important you set yourself up for success because if you're successful, you will continue to do the thing you're successful at. And for us, it's playing guitar, so darn it, 10 minutes a day. I don't know how many times I have to say that. 
I feel like a, a parent right now, <laughs> but I, I don't mean it in a negative way. I just, I just want you to succeed. So please uh, set yourself up for success and ask yourself, what can I stick to even on my worst, craziest, busy day? And base your routine around that. And I strongly recommend it be 10 minutes a day. Next up on my news list is Acoustic Guitar Magazine, specifically who graced the cover. And her name is Olivia Elia. I believe that's how you pronounce her last name. She's a luthier at Thompson Guitars. And she was on the cover of Acoustic Guitar Magazine because she was one of the five luthiers that they talked about in being a, a phenomenal luthiers under the age of 30. I think Thompson Guitars is uh, incredibly lucky and very grateful that they have Olivia uh, doing so much in the shop there amongst all their other amazing crew. But I just wanted to, to mention that and give a special shout out to Olivia. I had the chance to, to spend some time with her when I was in Chicago for the Fretboard Summit. And um, it was just great. It was great to be around that talent. It was great to be uh, around somebody who is so passionate about guitar building. Very cool stuff. And again, congratulations, Olivia and everybody at Thompson Guitars. Uh, the final news story I have for you has nothing to do with guitar. Much like I mentioned the Spit and Chicklets podcast, I'm very much, I very much have hockey on the brain. And Goose Island just released a Blackhawks beer, a Chicago Blackhawks beer. And I thought to myself, that looks really cool. And then I saw some of the, the spoof ads that they did, one containing Chris Chelios, one containing uh, Dennis Savard. I thought these are incredible. People need to see these. Uh, so I had to pick one. The Dennis Savard one's really funny. I encourage you to watch it, but we're gonna watch the Chris Chelios one because it just made me laugh and it made me want this Blackhawks beer in a big bad way. So when we were coming up with the recipe for the Blackhawks beer, we wanted to make a beer that we would enjoy drinking while watching hockey. We wanted to make an approachable beer, but also something that was differentiated, something that was better than the average stadium brew. Blackhawks sent over Chris Chelios to help out with the beer. So that's been helpful. For the hops, we chose some old school Tetanang hops and some new school Eldorado hops. It's a fun little homage to the original six nature of the Blackhawks and their exciting new team that they've got looking ahead to the future. Are you done yet? Can we drink these? And on those fizzy, hockey-infused notes, I think it's a great time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. But first, yes, indeed, I would not forget, we have to take a sneak peek into next week. And next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show, we'll be diving into Jeffrey Foucault's guitar playing style, one of my favorite singer-songwriters. And he is one of those triple threats in which he's a great singer, he's a great songwriter, he's a fantastic guitar player. And that's what we're going to take a look at next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Remember, you can catch Acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. One more thing before I let you go for today, and I bet you can guess what I'm going to say. Your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine, side note, based on what you could complete or what you can do in your worst possible, craziest, busy day, a la that James Clear quote, quote, wow, James Clear quote that I read earlier. And back to the normal sign-off, make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Thank you for sharing your time with me today. Thank you for being a guitar geek. And I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Be nice and play guitar.